All right, peeps. Here we are again. The EAEN podcast, episode 28. Coming out on the 2nd of the 7th, 2021. It's insane. Where is this year gone? I have been mega busy today. Uh, I feel like I've came home and I've rushed quite a bit. Because I didn't get home until, like, not that long ago. And me and Max still needed to have something to eat. And kind of, like, we were out at uh, my mate's little girl's birthday party. So it's been really nice. It's been absolutely glorious today as well. So I'm recording this on Thursday night. So it is 9 o'clock or 3 minutes to 9 at night. And uh, so, yeah, so it's been absolutely stunning today. Stunning. I think I've burnt myself again, though. I burnt myself at the... Uh, I burnt myself at the... Um, at the beach the other day when I was grounding myself. And I was out there just lying on the beach. I didn't put any suntan lotion on myself like an absolute div. And, uh, and yeah, I burnt myself. It was pretty bad. Well, I think I spoke about it on the podcast, actually, that I, I burnt myself and I look like those stupid squidgy sweets. It's like red and white, and that's exactly what my legs look like. So, I've been sitting in the sun. I wasn't so stupid today, though, because I put on some damn lotion. I, I reapplied it as well, like, halfway through the day, because I was like, I could feel my legs burning. So my legs are now looking, they're looking not too bad actually, saying that they're looking like they're going brown for once, which is great because I've always struggled tanning my legs, like the rest of my body seems to go tan, like my arms go tan, well I mean I've got the very, what is it, the the t-shirt look basically when I tan, because my arms go really brown. And my face goes really brown, but then that would be it. If I was to lift up my t-shirt where the t-shirt bit hangs, then that's white. And if I do get, like, if I have my t-shirt off, then I just burn there. It's exactly the same with my legs. The bit that gets covered, if I don't have it covered by the sun, then it is getting... It is getting, uh... It gets burnt, which is well annoying. Um, but yeah, so I've been out in the sun from about two o'clock until about about half past six or something like that. That's a mental long time in the sun. I kept myself very rehydrated today though. I was drinking plenty of water, applying suntan lotion, which was good. I've learned from my mistakes. Um, but yeah, there's, there's been a cracking day. Absolutely cracking day. Um, morning was a bit funny. I've had some meetings with work. Mm. Hearing about the redundancies. And then I had another meeting with some other people. That, that yeah, I can't really say much. But... Aye, they were all right. 
the way the meetings go, where they think that they can talk over the top of you and everything like that. So I had to check the boy a couple of times and be like, I am speaking here. I'm like, you're not speaking over the top of me. It's so rude. You could tell the scene that he was taken aback by it as well. It was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, the second part of the day has been absolutely cragging. I like went and picked up Max, went out to, went out to West Hillway, sat in the sun, played football with Max. His, uh, <clears throat> my mate's nephews and his brother was there as well. And, uh, so yeah, they, they kept Max entertained, which was good. And then we were all playing football and and then he went inside with all the kids while they all went and played Xbox and stuff like that while we're all sunning ourselves outside. Been great. Definitely been a, a very relaxing evening, well, a relaxing day. I keep on feeling like I, I want to yawn. I don't know whether it's tired or uh, what one of the listeners one of my mates, Jason, said, because uh, he texted me after I mentioned it on the podcast, and he said that it's because I'm not breathing properly. Like, I'm speaking it out too much words, and I'm not getting enough breath. So then I, I yawn to get the air into my lungs, basically. And he said that he had exactly the same problem when he was started singing in a band. So yeah, cheers for that, Jason. That was uh, a massive, massive help. I will try breathing in bigger, deeper breaths. It's mental. You would have never have thought that you would have had to think about all these things just by doing a podcast, but I mean, it, it makes perfect sense. It is exactly the same as singing. Well, not really, but the fact that you are talking constantly and I probably am not getting uh, a breath in. I kept on getting told by the uh, by the people in my meeting today that I was talking too fast. And like, I don't think I talked too fast, but they were both from London. So my accent, I don't know. I don't think that I've got such a broad accent. I think that my accent is all right. I don't think I talk too fast. I don't think that I'm that broad. But when I go down to England, well, when I was growing up, kind of like both of my parents are English. So when I was growing up, we stayed out in the middle of the sticks. So kind of like I didn't have that outside influence. Um, whereas my sister did. She went and stayed with like a... Uh, one of her friends and they were very broad like bottom just next to Peterhead and uh and and she she growing up first they had more of a Scottish accent than I did I sounded more English because of, uh, because of my parents and everything like that so when I went to school in Peterhead like I just got slagged off for being an Englishman it was like oh you're total English like you're definitely English and yeah, kids can be very, very cruel sometimes. But then going down to England, so I wasn't accepted up in Scotland by the people. And then I would go down to England and then nobody could understand me as well. So I wasn't accepted by the Scots and I wasn't accepted by the English. 
just had this weird accent going on. I've been asked a few times if I'm from Shetland, but then when I went up to Shetland as well, the Shetlanders couldn't even understand me. So, I mean, you know it's bad. I went down to Norfolk and uh, I had been drinking the night before, so I just wanted a glass of water and or water. Sorry, like that's me, I don't pronounce my T's. So water. <laughs> um, but yeah, I asked for a glass of water and the boy kind of like looked at me and he was like, oh, do you, do you want that dry? And I was like, what kind of water have you guys got down here that's bloody dry like? And I was like, yeah, whatever, can like just get me a glass of water. And then he came back with a glass of white wine. And I was like, no, like water, kind of like uh, just a glass of water, please. And yeah, it's like when we went there not that long ago, we stopped off in Peterborough, I think it was, because we needed to get my little boy because he was travel sick. So we were going to try him with one of those bands that push on your pressure points and they stop you from being sick. But uh, he didn't wear them anyway, but anyway. So I went into the pharmacist and someone asked me if I was needing help and I spoke and I've never felt like I was in a view, like a, a pet in, or like a viewing zoo in all my life. Kind of like everybody turned around to stare at me. And I was like, all right, like, why have you never heard like a different accent in this place? Like, I felt so uncomfortable. It was unbelievable. Of course, this was before I, I had all my confidence and all that kind of stuff, so I felt really uncomfortable. Whereas now, I probably would have said something, like, oh, boy, like, do you not know that it's read this there? Like, I'm, I'm not a monkey in a zoo. I just come from Scotland. Like, you, you all don't need to be looking at me. <laughs> like, I, I'm from this, like, foreign land, and I've just spoken this, like, ancient civilization language but that's exactly what it was it was absolutely crazy it was proper mental but yeah i i just went away on a tangent again i can't even remember where i was but jason thanks very much for uh for sending me the message about that and thanks very much for for the little present that you're going to be giving me next time that I see you. That is definitely much appreciated. Totally much appreciated. You have no idea how appreciated I am about that. It is absolutely beautiful. So, I've got a couple of things written down in my thing. Before I forget this, actually, I wrote this down. Like, I was watching TikTok and it made me gasp this story and it was like a strange but true stories from the war and and of course then I, I, I was going to write it down and everything like that and then I pressed the wrong button and then it refreshed it and all the videos <laughs> disappeared and and now I would need to scroll through millions and millions of videos to possibly not even find the video that I was looking for. I couldn't even remember any of the hashtags that it had on it. It was like no but I'd started writing it down so in like 18, 1918, this guy, he was like one of the decorative, like he had the most medals and the most awards in, in the war and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, this isn't why he's famous though. And it was on, uh, well, he says fall. So it's like autumn, an autumn, uh, an autumn day or night, I think it was. So, and it was foggy. 
and he was doing he was on like with the trenches and he was having a look out and kind of he, he, he noticed someone walking towards him through the fog so he grabs his rifle and he gets ready because he doesn't know whether it's a German or not. But when the guy starts coming through the fog, he, he notices that it is a German, but this German is totally wounded and he's got no gun and all that kind of stuff. And, and the guy, the guy kind of like felt sorry for him. He was like, I can't shoot uh, like someone who's not armed and all that kind of stuff. And so he lets him go, like, the guy, like, he, he lets him kind of, like, wander back to his thing. And then it goes, but, like, but, yeah, the, the person that he let walk away was Adolf Hitler. And it was, like, what? Oh, my God. Like, that is insane. The, 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 oh, like, yeah, it blew my mind. Completely and utterly blew my mind. It was mental. Really mental. God, imagine, just imagine if he had taken that shot, though, and just killed him. The world that we live in today, like, it would have been completely and utterly different. God, it, yeah, it, it totally blew my mind. Totally blew my mind. That I also wanted to see how grounded was working for people as well. Now, I know Jason as well. You're getting quite a few mentions here today, Jason. Uh, Jason's been texting me, and he told me that he's even been going out and doing the grounding, and, it, like, he didn't know whether it had a benefit because he'd only just started that day, but it kind of, like, he, he said, well, that day, it kind of, like, I felt better anyway, so, so that was all good. So I've been going out and doing it. I've been sitting out in the sand quite a lot, which is weird because I used to hate the beach. It used to do my absolute nothing, like the sand going in between your feet and everything like that. But it's been really weird recently that it kind of like I've been drawn to the beach. To, to sit there with my feet in the sand. Boy, I thought I was going to yawn there, breathing exercise. I heard quite a good breathing exercise as well actually the other day and, and that was on TikTok and it was it said if you were stressed uh, then it was like alternative breathing through your nostrils. Now supposedly you can do this just by thinking about it. I struggle though because my left nostril I've got a bit of cartilage poking right straight through my nostril. So if I try and breathe in quite deep in through like if yeah, it, it just doesn't work, basically. It, it gets all blocked off and everything like that, and I can't breathe, which is an absolute nightmare for running because you're meant to be breathing through your nose because you get more of the oxygen up into your... Like, it goes through a filter system. I think once it goes up into your nose, then you've got something the size of your fist, I think it is. But don't quote me on this. Like I, I think I heard this on uh, the Rogan podcast when he had someone in breathing... But if you, when you breathe through your nose, it goes through like a filter and then it gets taken around your blood quicker and it's definitely a lot better for you. That's why when you see professional runners, they, they haven't got their mouths open or anything like that. It's also with animals. When you see animals running as well, they, they haven't got their mouths open, apart from when they're panting like anything at the end of their run and stuff like that. But yeah, most animals you'll notice that they breathe through their nose and out through their nose when they're running. And I can do it 
for a certain length of time, probably about half a kilometre, and then, yeah, like, my nose just starts getting blocked, and then I can't breathe properly, and then it's all mouth breathing after that, which I don't like. I definitely prefer, you can definitely tell the difference when your nose breathing. Um, but then what I try and do as well is with the, with the mouth breathing as well, like I'll try and take in as much oxygen as it feels like, uh, like I'll let my chest expand to, to the way that it feels when I'm breathing in through my nose when I'm running. It's phenomenal though, if you've never really had a look into it, kind of like the breathing techniques and everything like that, it's fascinating, absolutely fascinating. And you don't really think about your breathing that much either because it just happens normally, does it? You know, like, you don't need to worry about it because you, you just do it anyway. So, so I, it, it's, it's quite weird that when you start having a look into different breathing techniques and, and all that kind of stuff, then it's, it's mental. It's absolutely crazy. Well, I mean, there's some Buddhas out there that can... They can they they lie down in snow and ice, and they can melt the snow and ice by regulating their body temperature and heating themselves up through their body temperature, melting the ice and snow behind them. It's like absolutely insane, fascinating. I also I also read something about uh uh. The Buddhists used to do like a practice. It's been it's been banned now, but they used to like mummify themselves. While they were still alive, they would be like buried alive, and they used to have a bell that they used to ring. I kind of like I've read that somewhere as well. Some weird and fascinating stuff that that goes on. But yeah, the breathing techniques are, are absolutely fascinating. You should really go and have a look at them, uh, see what it's about, because it is, it's really interesting. So I, the grounding, <laughs> as we went off on another tangent there. Uh, yeah, the grounding. So I've been going in the sand, I've been grounding myself. I'm, I do have to say that I definitely feel a lot better for it definitely a lot better feel a lot more calmer a lot more stressed oh yeah that's right that's why i was talking about that breathing technique <laughs> sorry my brain's a bit all over the place just now right so this breathing technique that's meant to do well for stress and uh anxiety and all that kind of stuff and it's uh, uh changing your breathing from your nostrils so what you want to do is you want to be plugging up one nostril and you want to be taking in a big deep breath in through this nostril the one that isn't unplugged And then block that nostril. This is going to sound horrible because my nose is all kind of like that bit of cartilage just got stuck. But then you're about to breathe out the air that you've just done through the other nostril. That you, so the one that you've just breathed, bro, breathed up, now plug that one and breathe out all the air through the one that you've just unblocked. And then breathe in again. Through, yeah, I'm not going to do it because it'll sound horrible because that cartilage is right stuck. But um, but yeah, so breathe up through the nostril that you've just that you, you've just blown the air out of. Now breathe back up into that one and then switch it again. 
So clog that nostril, breathe out through that nose, in through that nostril, then clog that one, breathe out through that one, in through that one, and just keep on doing that. Now I done that this morning, just before my meetings, because I started getting a bit anxious about it, kind of like a bit, I could feel my, my adrenaline going up to say, like I, I could feel it going up. So I was like, nah, nah, I, I need to settle myself back down so that I'm not mad and that I'm just flying off the handle here. Like I need, I need to be, I need to be calm basically. So I done that for um, like about a minute or something like that. And yeah, totally. Afterwards I felt really, really good about it. And then went into my meeting and smashed it, hopefully. So give it a go, see what you think. But that's if you're feeling anxiety or stressed and stuff like that, I would, I would say give it a go. But it's definitely worth a look, going and having a look at these breathing techniques and, and seeing what works best for you. Like, I started listening to the Wim Hof um, and the Wim Hof technique. And uh, that was just when I started running, basically. I was going through, like, the the running period and, and definitely listened to Wim Hof and the way that he was talking uh, the way that he was talking about uh, breathing and all that kind of stuff definitely helped my running because I understood that when I was running, I needed to start taking in bigger, deeper breaths so that your your lungs were getting filled with oxygen. Now, Wim Hof's, uh, Wim Hof's quite good because he does it the fact that it doesn't need to be nose breathing. He's just like, as long as you're getting as much air into your lungs as possible. But he does like all the... the like cold ice bath challenges and he swam through well that was close I thought I was going to yawn uh, he swam through like frozen rivers and lakes and uh, what was it he's even walked up Mount Everest in like his shorts and then and then he's also taken uh, what like a group of seven or eight people I think that he's taken up on Mount Everest and they've all completed it in their shorts as well Without, with no, did he have oxygen? I'm not too sure. I'm going to say that he didn't have oxygen, but do not quote me on that. I might be completely wrong, but I, but I think that he'd done it, and I think he'd done it with the other seven people as well without oxygen, and they all made it to the summit, and they all made it back down, which is insane, because uh, I read the book about, uh, well, the film, I saw the film first, uh, Everest, the disaster on Everest, then, when was it, like, 1998 or something like that? What's the boy's name again? It's like, Rob. Rob something or other. Let's have a look. Very unprepared today. Rob Hall, Scott Fisher. Now I went and I went and read the book about this afterwards because quite I'm quite into all that kind of stuff. Actually, I'm quite into that uh, natural disaster, but it's like it's happened. It's based on a true story and all that kind of stuff. And uh, and I actually went and read the book. What is the book called? <laughs> 
but there's two books as well into thin air that's it so that's the book that's uh that's about um rob hall but then there was the the other guy there was the russian guy who went up and he done it without oxygen but he was meant to be like a, a help to that scott fisher and then yeah a really bad storm came in and wiped them all out basically but that back what's the boy's name back back winters or weathers or something like that back weathers one uh like totally unbelievable so uh he was an, an american anthropologist uh, from uh, texas and he survived the 1996 that was at mount everest disaster which was covered in John Cracker's book, Into Thin Air. And uh, also the film as well. But he, he uh, what was it? He had like cataracts or something like that. Something wrong with his eyes. And I think once he started getting up too high, that it, it started taking, it started taking the uh, his eyes. You know, like you couldn't see probably. It was blurry and everything like that. So he got told to wait somewhere and the boy Rob Hall would be back to get him to take him back down to the to the camp and everything like that but of course rob hall never made it back down and kind of like i think did he spend the night out in everest or something like that he was out and kind of like like total mad frostbite i think he's had to have like arms and stuff like that amputated like his nose was all frostbitten as well but this boy survived and he's still alive i mean it's absolutely like go and have a look at him on uh on Wikipedia back weathers. So uh yeah, includes his ordeal but also describes his life before and afterwards as he focuses on saving his damaged relationships, so yeah, with his wife and everything like that. So in so in nineteen ninety six, uh Weathers was one of eight clients being guided on Mount Everest by Rob Hall. Uh Weathers who had recently had radio yeah, God knows what that word is. Uh, soon discovered that he was blinded by the effects of high altitude and overexposure to ultraviolet radiation. High altitude effects, uh, which had not been well documented at the time. On the May 10th, the day of the summit assault hall, after being told Weathers could not see, wanted him to descend to Camp 4 immediately. But Weathers, however, believed his vision might improve when the sun came out. So Hall had advised him to wait on the balcony at 27,000 feet. Uh, until Hall came back down to descend with him, and of course, kind of like Hall didn't come back down. Uh, so whereabouts is it? Uh, yeah, but so it said that Weathers had stood up and disappeared into the night. The next day, another client on Hall's team, Stuart Hutchinson, and two Sherpers arrived to check on the status of Weathers and fellow client. Namba, believing Weathers and Namba were both near dead and would not make it off the mountain alive, Hutchinson and the others left them and returned to Camp 4. Weathers spent the night in an open bivouac in a blizzard with his face and hands exposed. When he awoke, he managed to walk down to Camp 4 under his own power. His fellow climbers said that his frozen hands and nose looked and felt as if they were made of porcelain. And they did not expect him to survive. With that assumption, they only tried to make him comfortable until he died. 
but he survived another night, another freezing night alone in a tent, unable to eat, drink, or keep himself covered with the sleeping bags with which he was provided. His cries for help not, could not be heard above the blizzard, and his companions were surprised to find him alive and coerced the following day. Coherent, sorry, coherent. My reading's absolutely shocking. But yeah, it's like absolutely mental that he still managed to survive all that. Like absolutely, totally insane. And yeah, totally insane. But yeah, I, I would I would totally go and highly recommend watching that film because it was it was a really good film. I've watched it a couple of times actually. Uh, if you're into like that natural disaster type thing, uh then then yeah you you should totally give it a check out it's got jake gyllenhaal in it as well um yeah not a bad movie at all uh but yeah the book the book was fascinating as well i would highly recommend going and reading the book because the book gives you a lot more information about what was happening and and all that kind of stuff like i think there was one guy who was uh uh one guy who had tried to do it quite a few times and or he'd been up there like a couple of times and didn't make it to the summit and i think they got told they needed to turn around by a certain time and the guy was like he was like about an hour away from the summit or something like that and he was like look i like i, I, I can't let you go because we need to start getting back down and the boy was like well look kind like because that's it as well they spent an absolute fortune to go and climb Mount Everest. And I think the guy was like, look, this is gonna be my last opportunity. Like I need to get to the summit. So like Rob Hall, like turned back around and and, and helped him. And, and yeah, kind of like the, the blizzard came in and it went Pete Tong basically, really Pete Tong, which was, yeah, I mean, absolutely horrible. I think the most horrible thing as well is that Rob Hall, um, his wife was pregnant, uh, back home with his kid and yeah, he, he never got to meet her like, which is pretty devastating. Pretty devastating indeed. But yeah, it was a good book, kind of like a, a really good book. And then I went and read the, the, the Russian guy uh, who was working for uh, Scott Fisher was it and that's the guy who Jack Gyllenhaal plays but yeah he properly messed up as well because I think he, he had went up and down up and down and completely exhausted himself and then and then yeah it's mental. and then I, I went through a bit of a stage of kind of like reading up about Everest quite a lot actually where you you read about the people because it it's too difficult for them to get the bodies off. You know, like they, they they would risk their own lives by getting these bodies off. So most of the people who have died up there are just left up there on the mountain. And yeah, there's there's markers and all that kind of stuff when you do it. Like I think there's a guy, uh, one of the markers, and they call him like Green Boots because he he's got green boots and everything like that. And and yeah, you you pass his frozen dead body. Like, yeah, I, I don't understand that. You know, like, why would you want to put your body through that that kind of insane? Well, I mean, you're basically higher than the kind of height that a, a Boeing 747 is, like, 
like they're they're uh what is it they're their flying altitude that they go to like was it like twenty nine thousand feet or something like that that they go that Mount Everest goes up to which is insane and it's also the same as well as you see when you're on camp four like your your oxygen as well your bait you're slowly dying out there as well like I understand that the views would be absolutely stunning when you go up there but the they're not knowing if you're gonna like you could literally die. But I suppose if you're doing the things that you love doing, then most people wouldn't even care if they probably died up there. It would be like, well, at least I'm doing something that that I love doing, and a lot of people are like that, aren't they? Where they, where yeah, they they don't really care if they're. If they pass away doing the things that they love doing. Which is mental. Absolutely mental. <laughs> well, on that really sad note, like I've got I've got quite a good quote that uh that I heard. Uh we'll try and lighten the podcast back up uh, before before we go. Talking about death and doom and gloom and all that. So I heard this quote, or I saw this quote off of some boy's Snapchat, and uh, and it said, the happiest people I know are evaluating and improving themselves, and the unhappy people are usually evaluating and judging others. And I thought that, like, that was so true, so true. I know so many people who, who, who are unhappy in their lives, and they are the type of people who are judging other people, like... So start making that improvement in your life and start looking after yourself. Start being happy. That's all that we want, is it? Just to be happy. Just totally to be happy. So I've got quite a jam-packed weekend this weekend. I've got my camera in today. That got that arrived today. The the Amazon boy as well can like I like I got an email while I was out at this birthday party being like oh that your your Amazon parcel has been delivered perfect I was like get in one of the neighbors has taken it and stuff like that I get home like I've been out for hours hours right I mean it's a good job that I live on the top floor but our front door is always open you know like the kids leave bricks on the front door so the front door is always open and kind like anybody can come in basically. I think a back door is exactly the same, actually. You know, like, it, it's left open because the kids come in and out, blah, 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 right? But I get up to my front door and go, like, yeah, there's my Amazon box just lying right outside my door. It's like, okay, well, thank you very much. Like, it's a good job that that's not a mega expensive camera that was in there and all that kind of stuff. Like, I would have been well pissed off if I got home and kind of, like, my camera wasn't there. would have been well gotten. But I'm hoping that I think my memory cards come in on Saturday which was the shit thing. But yeah, so I'm hoping that kind of like I'll get some stuff. I'll try and get some footage this weekend. Hopefully get something put up on a, on a YouTube this weekend. Uh, I think I'm going out exploring. Going to go out to like the Bullers of Bucking and uh, have a look around Slains. There's the beach. The beach at the Newbrab with all the seals. Going to go and check that. Balmeri Beach maybe even as well kind of like uh, yeah I'm gonna go and have a look around and stuff I've got my two-man tent as well 
I, I'm not going out camping this weekend, but hopefully, I mean, I've got my little boy the weekend after. I might go out camping with him, actually. Um, I'll see what the, what the funds are looking like, but I might go out camping with him because he seems to enjoy it. Um, we'll go out and, and check that out. So, can, like, if that's the case, then, yeah, like, I'll, I'll get some footage with him. And then the following weekend after that, I will hopefully get out by myself and I will get some footage. Oh, no, actually, I think I've got my other little boy coming down, actually. Hmm. By that time, I might, I might have free time through the week. So I might be able to do something through the week. But watch this space. It is coming. It is coming large and big and massive. So we'll get some stuff. I'll get some stuff recorded. I want to try out the camera anyway, actually. Um just to see what it's like or try it underneath water to make sure that it's not going to faff up or anything like that. Um, but yeah, that'll be interesting. That'll be well interesting to see what kind of stuff I can get. But yeah, I'll try and take some footage. Hopefully the puffins are around actually when I go up to the boys of booking. I've seen some other people's photos recently just now and they've got photos of like puffins and stuff like that. So hopefully the puffins are out at the moment and go and see some puffins get some photos and some footage of the puffins up there and that'll be cool get that up on the up on the youtube channel i need to buy myself a laptop as well actually it's possibly what the the redundancy money might might need to buy a laptop that would be good but yeah kind of like i i think that's basically it kind of like I haven't got any more stuff written down. I can't, I don't think I should ramble much more. So yeah, enjoy your weekend, guys. I hope you've had an absolutely brilliant week. Um, I hope the weekend is everything that you thought it was going to be. Let's go out and explore. Like, just get out, go and do the things that you that you don't think that you want to do because they're the things that you really should be doing. So don't be sitting inside the house. Let's go out and enjoy ourselves. And I think weather's meant to be really good up in the northeast as well. I think it's meant to be good tomorrow, Friday, and uh, and Saturday. And I think it's meant to be starting to get a bit more overcast over uh, like Sunday, Monday type thing. But just go out and explore we've got the whole big bad world right outside our door we don't need to be going away on holiday to be going out and exploring you've got it right there right where you live just going out and explore but yes thanks very much for tuning in again i honestly can't believe that we've made it up to 28 episodes i honestly can't it's absolutely amazing absolutely amazing and thank you very much for all listening in but yeah remember love big be happy appreciate the small things be thankful for what you already have and stop focusing on what you don't have and remember the aim of the game is to find happiness from within because once you find that happiness from within then Life definitely gets a hell of a lot easier, a hell of a lot happier. 
and you'll have amazing interactions with people. Just smile, honestly. You'll be amazed at what your smile can do. You'll get a smile back to, like, people will be more happy to see you and stuff like that. It's absolutely amazing. But people, peace and love, as always. I love you all very, very much. Thanks for tuning in. Ciao.